Good evening and welcome to the holiday spectacular edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, indeed. Um, we have been, you know, life in the way, so we have not caught up, Rob, since, what, the win over Coastal um, at yeah, the end of the football yeah. season. So we've had nothing but really just winning basketball the last couple of weeks, which is great. Um, the return of Terrell Strickland, like, looked like he never left yesterday. Uh, so we're not going to cover that tonight. This is going to be our holiday show year in review. Um, we're going to have some fun. Uh, we're glad to be joined. As you guys know, this is probably our most self-indulgent show of the year. Um, we are joined by our two extremely close friends and our full season ticket contingent. Um, regardless of how frequently those of us from far away can actually return to the Berg, um, we're glad to have Coach Priz. Welcome, Rich. How are hey, you? Thank- yeah, good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, and our buddy Dreek. How are you, Dreek? I mean, nothing if not self-indulgent. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. So, and, and they're uh, getting the full JMUSB uh, podcast experience. It is now ten o'clock. We had a what eight forty-five kickoff time originally, and then it was yes. delay after delay after te- you know technology issues. So it's you're really it's you're one of us. Yeah. Yes, you are. Um, thankfully, everyone's had time to have an extra beverage or two, so this should be extra off the rails, um, which is always good. Uh, as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. It is a great time to go by the shop for your last-minute gifts. Um, pick up anything you need. Um, it's going to be really cold and snowy this weekend. Might even be a white Christmas in the Burg, Rob. Um, so, you know, if you need that last-minute gift, get in there and get the warm stuff that people need right now. Uh, they've got all kinds of kind of last-minute holiday winter sales going on. Um, so go check them out. If you mention the podcast, you get a free sticker. So that's all the business for tonight. We don't even have a lot, like, we don't really have anything particularly, um, you know, topical or going on right now. I'm, I, the Sun Belt is doing well in the bowl season so far. I, I have a weird amount of, like, is it weird that we have conference pride now, Rob? Do, it do is, it is, but it's, you know, it, it's good. <laughs> I was definitely very excited about Troy watching yeah. them. Yeah, uh, UTSA, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I feel like it's just part of the conversation. You know, the, the general college football Twitter was all paying attention to that game. It was nice to have a little bit of a, of a horse in the race. Uh, that was certainly fun. And then, like you said, basketball, both men's and women's doing well. So it's good, but let, let's not kid ourselves. This is a little bit of a lull in the Jamie Sports calendar. Yeah. Um, and we're getting ready to start the Sun Belt play, which I don't know if you if you saw this, Todd and, and Dreek and Priz, but I really like the idea of the ticket promo for Sunbelt games. I don't know, like for yeah. basketball. I thought that made sense. Like, okay, like we got through this very weird out-of-conference basketball thing, which they had a difficult time scheduling good games, and the record shows that they were just Well, now, hang on. Good, I, I thought there were very good games when they scored 78 in the first half against whoever. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great game. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> it's weird. Like UNC and UVA, and I thought they looked really good good in a weird way against UVA like just the resilience they showed and playing on the road in that game but then it was like just these absolute murder games um I, I will tell you I I watched part of the the or I shouldn't say watched yeah. I've, I've followed along on my phone with a guy who coaches high school basketball here in Philly 
Mm-hmm. And he was like actually very impressed with Jamie. And he, he was like impressed with one that they could pull together a schedule. Um, mm-hmm. And then that they just looked because he watched some of the UNC game. He just thought that they were better than he expected me. Now he's a Delaware grad, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, defensively, they're kind of relentless. Like they are. Yeah. The, the offense gets all the headlines and then the offense kind of fails when you play North Carolina and Virginia, which I think is every, every offense, right. Which is kind of to be expected, but they don't like, they just, because they're, they are 10 deep and they all defend, like they kind of stay in the game and yeah. it's exciting for the rest of the season for sure. And so. I really like this kid Brown and you got to see him in person, Todd. He was the guy that oh, kind yeah, of little guy at Howard. Yeah. yeah. Little guy at Howard. Just great. Like you got to see him, doesn't come across on TV. He's just really poised for a young basketball player um, mm-hmm. with the ball in his hands. It's just totally comfortable. I've got really high hopes for him going forward. Going back. What's the, what's the ticket promo that I ended okay, up? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just, they're, they're trying to like promote like, Hey, let's get like mini plans for the Sunbelt games, realizing that, you know, in years past, it's been like, Hey, get season tickets. And then you're just kind of roll straight into hey, single game tickets are available. Now they're trying to hype up like, hey, it's conference plates. They got like little mini plans like you would get for the Wizards or the Nats okay. or anybody else. So I just thought it was creative and trying to keep at it. And as the season kind of builds momentum, it's like, it's not too late. If you didn't get season tickets, you can do a little more than just jump on the bandwagon and go to a game or two. Yeah. I think it's always hard. We talked about this a long time ago. I know when when VCU in, in Richmond and stuff with um, – it's always seems to me to be easier to, to get folks to go to games like during the week when you're in a city, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the four of us were never driving to Harrisonburg to watch a Wednesday night, like right conference game, you Correct. know, but yeah. if, you know, Mason, like if you went to Mason and you were living in Arlington, yeah, you'd roll down there for a Thursday night game or whatever. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that hurt, that's always going to hurt Jamie. I think it's like, again, comparing schools, like I think it's always hurt Penn state. Like they've always kind of been, like okay, yeah. but not that great. They should be better given their their resources and stuff. It's just that nobody goes to state college for basketball games. You know, yeah, you're not driving three hours for a exactly. two hour game. It's easy yeah. to make a day of a Saturday for a football game six times a year. Uh, much easier than doing that. You know, fifteen times a year for a basketball game on a weeknight, or even like a late Sunday afternoon for a lot of the college basketball games. So right, yeah. it's tough. But this is a team that I really would like to get the chance to see in person at the bank. I've not been to a game yet. Uh, in the new arena. And I'm very much looking forward to when I get a chance to do that. Yeah. I'm tentatively scheduled to go to the women's game on the 29th, which will be my first game at the bank. So pretty excited about that for anybody who's in the Berg, that would be, you know, shout Let me know. Come say hi. And then Rich, you got to know, have you been watching Noah Friedel? Because he's, he's, um, just like a grown-up version of Priz or, or a young version of Priz. I mean, he has never met a shot that he did not like. <laughs> like he does like, appear to take some shots. Right, yes. And there's no like, um, you know, four or five misses in a row does nothing to stand No, up. you got to shoot your way out of it, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love it. Uh, yeah. Rob and I both had a good laugh at the Howard game. We're like, oh, this guy's getting his shots off. <laughs> He's not worried about the last one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But he can yeah. fill it up. He can fill it up. He's he's he can stroke it. So. Yeah. All right. So Rob, we're gonna do the fun format tonight, and you're gonna take over and guide us from here. Oh, because yeah. I'm the reason we're super late tonight, and uh, you're you're gonna handle it. So, okay. well, take us uh, away. 
we're going to do two things. It's like two part show. We're going to do a little bit of a 2022 wrap up. We're just going to go through kind of the best of uh, the year. And we're going to do two JME questions and two kind of general pop culture questions. And then we're going to do one of our overrated, underrated, properly rated um, kind of Christmas holiday season edition. Mm-hmm. So, so first up, we're going to go around and I'd like to ask everybody, 2022, your favorite JMU athlete. And we'll kick it off with Dreek. Why don't you go yeah. first? Oh, man. <clears throat> you know, I feel like there's a couple of easy answers out there and, and easy because it was a great year. Um, but I'm going to I think I'm going to throw a little bit of, of a curveball here, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> I am actually going to go. I'm going like most impactful, like exciting thing for me was uh you know chase delauder being picked oh. 16th overall in the yes. mlb nice. draft yeah. i think that is like from a jmu brand recognition getting it out there you know football has been killing it uh it goes without saying this year was exceeded everyone's expectations um but i think having like you know the potential for a a uh you know splashy yeah. mlb uh, Duke out there is uh, is super cool. Yeah, that's such a good shout there, Drew, because I actually didn't think about that. And as soon as you started, I was like, that's where he's going. Yeah. And it's also great coming into the Sun Belt. Like it gave us a little like, I don't know, the Sun Belt cares. I mean, street when I say they care about baseball, they really, really are like psychotic about baseball. Yeah. Some of these programs. And yeah, it gave them a little credibility like in the spring when Southern Miss and Louisiana and folks were like checking us out. It was cool to have like, Oh my gosh, I know about this guy, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That's a good, good call. Yeah. That's awesome. That was actually on my list. I thought I was able to steal that one. you guys? (laughs) That's fantastic. For all the reasons you said, like it's high visibility. Um, First round picks are no guarantee in any sport, particularly baseball, but I think he's got a real chance to do some big things in major league baseball. And that would just be huge. Like Todd said, heading into the Sun Belt, where baseball is a big, big deal. That could really be the type of thing that helps accelerate this program to really the level where it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I am going to, uh, on the heels of that, because I'm this, um, I might be able to steal this from Robin. I'm, I've done. Um, <laughs> you got to get in now, get your steals in early. <laughs> yeah. Very, um, uh, uh, my research has been lacking on Jamie athletes other than the big guys. So I actually picked another, I picked a different baseball player, Drake. I got worried. And then I was like, why would he pick this guy? I don't know. But um, Liam McDonald is, was a pitcher last year as a senior actually is the, the son of a guy that, um, you know, nine degrees here that Rob and I went to high school with. Um, Yeah. Mike McDonald was a, a very big uh, wrestler at, wrestler, at all the six yeah. when we were there. And his nephew is Liam McDonald and pitched four years at, at JMU and actually went to Rob and I's high school, Paul the six. So, um, so cool. Yeah. Just, nice. you know, just one of those goofy ones, like felt like it was a good, good opportunity to get out of the sort of the big one. So, so that leaves you guys. That, <laughs> that's the extent of the research I did for this. So. If I, had, if I had gotten that one, that would have just been incredible. I know. I was, <laughs> I, I, I Tony Dreek, I was worried. And you said baseball. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like a detective over here digging into your guys, all the six history. All right, Todd, why don't you go? I'll, I'll back clean up. All right. Then I'm going to leave Rob the football um, stars because I wanted to go. 
I, I have, I, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat here and go with two. Um, but my first is Alexander Blom, the goalkeeper from women's soccer, mm-hmm. who was um, extremely dominant this year uh, to the point it got JMU to the Sunbelt championship game. You know, the defense led this team. Mrs. Clean um, sheet right there. Yes. Mrs. Clean sheet. Uh, I think broke the school record for clean sheets. Um, but is also an exceptional human being by all accounts. And I can, I, I say that because last summer, two of our close friends, children attended the soccer camp at JMU and um, they're both their, their father, our friend is Swedish and his kids showed up in a Zlatan Sweden Jersey to the soccer camp one day. And this girl comes like running over to them. and was so excited. And of course, both of these kids are fluent in in Swedish and she just immediately like connected with them and has been like unbelievable to them. Um, They kind of live, they live down in the Valley too and has just kept up with them. And the kids are just obsessed with her. Um, It's a boy and a girl who are like 10 and eight and they've just, you know, followed her every move this year. So just an awesome person Um, and, and really excited. She's only a sophomore, so there's plenty to come. And then my other one is Miet Veldman. Uh, the junior from volleyball. And I picked her because she's the best player on the first Sunbelt champion from JMU. Uh, really dominant season this year from volleyball. Uh, they won the first JMU Sunbelt regular season championship and the first Sunbelt uh, conference tournament championship. And she's back next year for what should be a really loaded squad. And, and just personally, um, and I think you guys, I'm, I'm guessing Rich, you probably watched a little Texas volleyball last week. Yes, um, I did. Yeah, right. It's a it's super fun sport, and I feel like like softball. It's like the next big thing. I, I don't know. I just feel like from a collegiate standpoint, it's just so easy to follow, and most people sort sort of understand, even if they don't really, you know, because I certainly don't. Um, but I'm just excited for JMU's future in that sport, and I think Veldman has been as dominant. I, I mean, as important as any JMU athlete this year, uh, you know, off the football field. So that, those would be my choices. Rob, I'm guessing I didn't steal yours there. No, I mean, this is, I admire you guys for going all like Graham Parsons and Velvet Underground and leaving me with the <laughs> um, Those are all great choices. And I think that's really cool when it just highlights the kind of depth and breadth of the JMU athletic program success over the past year. Um, the fact that we can legitimately be excited about so many different sports and so many different programs, but I, I got to go with Percy OJ. Yeah. Todd Santeo yeah. was, was a guy that was a really revelation. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I just, and when I look back at this year and the fact that Percy stuck around and he came back after the COVID, you know, the extra COVID year and everything, and that he got to be the guy who was one of the stars as they made their mark and the transition FBS to me was just really, really satisfying from a fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that I just thought I was very proud to have representing our program in our school. So um, just a heck of a football player seems to be like a heck of a guy. And it was just really cool to see him get a chance to break through and, and really turn some heads and, and do really well in Sunbelt playing this year one of FBS. It was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Rob, okay. what do you th- does Percy get a shot? I don't know. I, I feel like running backs now are kind of a dime a dozen. Right. And you've, you've got, you know, the, the Derrick Henrys of the world that are kind of one in a million. And then you've got, you know, McCaffrey and Barkley, who you think are going to be amazing, but are 
not really a sustainable thing to build around. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like nowadays, like a running back can sneak his way into camp. And if he starts playing well and gets behind the right line, yeah, anything's possible, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I just, Drake and I've been obviously following uh, Brian Robinson this year. And, and like for a guy who really didn't play much in college, I mean, obviously went to Alabama. It's not like he was unheralded or something, but like, I don't know, guys that can get you four yards of play, like, there's a premium on that. Like, that, that there's huge value in that. But I feel like yeah. a lot of it is just, like, guys, there are a lot of guys that can succeed. It's about yep. finding the right situation. Yeah, it is. And if you can do that, yeah, absolutely, you can do it. You know? Yeah. I, I well, just it's feel like- so fun to just watch him kind of get to take a take a bow this year. Um, yes. You know, to come back and play it was so satisfying. And, and you know, I, I came in with uh, thinking that the – the chase baseball pick might get taken. And, and I thought for sure uh, Toddy would, would get taken. So my, my backup was actually Percy. And then my backup backup was Chris Thornton. But, oh, but yeah. Percy, we had the same list streak. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's good. My, my, okay, list, so- my li- list was legitimately one. And I just knew I had to go before <laughs> Rob. So I, got, I got very nervous when Dreek started to go. Yeah. baseball yeah you're like oh no just wait for my for next year's uh, holiday <laughs> it's gonna get crazy Excellent. rich was worried I, I was gonna do mcdonald or father heat our principal from <laughs> 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 all right so moving on we're gonna turn the page and yeah. uh favorite jmu sports moment from 2022 and uh rich why don't you lead us off this time okay so so here's my ridiculous like um uh jmu sports moment i um I'm sorry I didn't tell you guys, but I actually made it to JMU uh, uh, oh, yeah. for, for one day. I didn't yeah. make it to the game, um, and I didn't see you guys. But my sports moment was literally me running to a meeting that I was late to. <laughs> it was the it was the first um, uh, foray into the new building there that used to be my dorm, Chandler. Um, so I would like ran in. A bunch of kids were looking at like the old guy who was sweating in the in the, in the sports coat. <laughs> And, um, you know, classic, like me, the meeting was an hour later than I thought it was. So I wasn't even late. Um, so yeah, that, that was my sports one was just being on campus for the first time and seeing some of the new stuff. And then, you know, kind of coupled with that, there was the, um, it was a very different experience with, you know, when it used to be sort of, you go to these things and they kind of talk about the business school and all this stuff. Um, the um there was a big presentation on the Sun Belt and it, it felt it felt like I was at University of Texas again. It was just very much a canned like here's where the president talks about the athletic program and, and encourages us all to give bigger checks than we've given because where our football team is good. It felt very strange, but that was sort of my sports moment of the day. It was running through campus again and and then being in the new building. With the difference being our football team actually exceeded expectations. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. But that's fair. It's fair. It's true. Fair. True. Fair. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I will count middle-aged man sweating walking to a meeting as an athletic movement. So, all right, Drake, what do you got? All right. Um, I mean, there's there's obviously yeah. some really big ones with the with the yeah. football program, but I, I one of my favorite uh, things was just. You know, I'm going to go with like a a uh, high high calorie, low nutritional value approach here, and just all of the stupid stuff that was coming on, like 
you know, these, these, uh, kind of, uh, college football blogs and people posting <laughs> on, on Twitter and stuff, all these, you know, random, like boomer 86.com. <laughs> and they would put out these lists and just seeing JMU like peppered across all of them, you know, like top rushing defense and yeah. best quarterbacks and, you know, like yeah. a hypothetical playoff seating. If the field was extended <laughs> to 16, you know, like the first like seven weeks of the football season was so much fun seeing all of that just like junk stuff come across and just be littered with JMU stuff. I, I, it was so much fun. Yeah. I, I, I will say that that was, that was cool here. There's a guy that I, that is one of my son's friends, dads um, went to app state and he's yeah. younger than us. Um, so he, he didn't really understand the JMU app state rivalry. That's how much younger he is than us. Um, <laughs> uh, so I sent him the video um that I, I think I saw from you guys first. And he was like, what is this? And I'm like, there's a big rivalry. Like you have no idea how important this video is so great. And he's like, look, nobody comes in there and beats us. And I'm like, Mike, look like you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> and like, we tried, we called different bars in our little, our little town here to try to see if they, we couldn't get anybody that had, that could get it. And yeah. then I couldn't get the feed to come through my TV. I'm, I'm not uh-huh. frustrated with you guys, but. But yeah, it was sort of the same thing, Drake, where it was just like exciting to see us like, like kind of pop up in places that, that we didn't expect. No, you see like the weekly mentions on game day or like our, we've got like a group DM thing with my friends Todd and Aaron and our buddy John pointed out today, like it's really neat when they go over bowl teams now to see like Marshall when they talk about the resume and they said quality wins, Notre Dame and James Madison. Like you don't like losing, <laughs> but it's pretty cool that like okay, if if you do lose, it's considered a big deal for another team. So like, it's kind of a really cool silver lining. There was a uh, an incredible, just a quick uh, kind of pile on there where I I was like driving in between job sites, uh, I guess this week or, or last week, and listening to um you know like the local sports radio, and it was JP Finley, and he had on some like college handicapper guy, and they were talking about bowl games. So, you know, I love the bowl season. So I was like, I'll listen to this, see if he's got any any nuggets that I think are valid. And he was talking about um, the Troy game. And he he said, oh, you got to go with Troy. You know, they just absolutely demolished JMU in the Sunbelt Championship. So I'm sitting there driving, you know, like around the Beltway or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, man, like, you know, thinking crazy. You know, like, should I just pull over and like – tweet at this guy <laughs> really irrational thoughts they ain't play nobody paul right <laughs> sure enough at the end of the segment like they've gone through all these different bowl games at the end of the segment jp finley starts laughing he's like all right rick you know like jamie nation is really heated up like by the way like they did not uh you know they did not demolish jmu they demolished coastal and then the guy immediately was like oh crap oh crap yeah 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 uh, you know it's just a slip of the tongue like actually i know jmu totally demolished coastal too so sorry dukes nation like don't get at me (laughs) jp was like here's his twitter address guys like get after him oh that's so funny yeah it's just funny right it is also like in the past years we would like hang on to like you know if there was one mention in a national thing or some big thing it would be like a big big deal and this year it was like a you know a fire hose of you know just this like flood of stuff right We're like every other day for that first six or seven weeks, you're like, somebody was talking about JMU. Actually, yeah, I, remember, I remember trying to find the basketball scores in the Washington Post. Yeah. Like, 
you know, one line in like, we weren't even like in regional score. We were in the South score. South score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. my, my brother's daughter started at Virginia Tech and it's been, you know, very fun and clear. Like I've been giving her a hard time about it. Oh. Um, saying, you know, Jamie's got the best football team. And it was like very good. It's like this year was just like, boy, it's not even a question, is it? Yeah. Like just, just the best team in Virginia. I don't know. Yeah. You're just getting no replies to those texts. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, Todd, what do you got? What's yours? Well, I mean, I'm going to take the big one. I got two more if you don't take them, Rob. But it's, I mean, the app game, Rich hit on it a little bit. But the game at app, and, and it's funny because in hindsight, both teams' seasons, um, I don't know, like, that it was actually that big of a deal from a football standpoint. It, you know, at the time, App State was gassed up on the adrenaline of, like, that sort of wild first few weeks of the season that they were involved in on a national stage. And it, it felt so big for us. And in, in hindsight, Jamie was just probably better, and they played really poorly and fumbled the ball three times in eight minutes in the second quarter. It's weird um, how that hurts you. Yeah, Right. I know. It is weird. Yeah. And then, oh, wow. um, well, and I think even you guys mentioned the Marshall Bowl game, like, in hindsight, I, I don't know. Surely JMU plays better with Toddy in the lineup at homecoming against Marshall, but Marshall turned out to be really good, and they just had they were in their bad patch of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a tough conference, but the app game was the one, Rob. We've talked about it. You just when that happened, I mean, it wasn't just the comeback or the fun of it. It was just like, oh, we're back. We have rivals again. Like we're here. We are. Like, I mean, all the things that we've been complaining about for five or six years we're out the window and it was just, you know, our fans are down there. We got people falling down shirtless in the stands on national TV, like, you know, Paula Polgley is trying to help them up, you know, <laughs> like it just, I don't know. That was just really, it was awesome. And it just felt like, Oh, we're fully capable of playing at this level. And all the things we had hoped would come to pass had materialized completely. And I I will say, you know, again, we talked about this, I think, you know, over the, you know, whatever the last 15 years, really. But like, um, I was always worried that like, you know, we we cared so much about the playoffs and, you know, we would all get in on those games and we would like, I was worried like this, am I going to care about a game in the second week of September? Like, you know, like we just hadn't cared so much the last week. And I, I, I surprisingly was now... Again, being out of the area, like I wasn't quite into all of them, but like I definitely um, cared about games in a way that I I wouldn't have cared about a regular season game before, and it was and it was nice, and it was like I kind of knew we couldn't get to a bowl game and all this stuff, and it was like we've made a really nice showing, you know. It's yeah. like look, we're a good team. It, I yeah. think it does actually does do a lot for the university, um, yeah. you know, and I. I yeah, they're the positives there. I, I've always sort of, you know, as you guys know, I mentioned before, but it's like yeah. always think basketball is easier um, and it's cheaper to kind of get good at and make yeah. a game. But but again, a Harrisonburg just has has the problem of being in Harrisonburg as opposed to Richmond or Charlottesville, even. Right. So I think yeah. it's good. It's all it's been better than I expected. Oh, it's yeah. been great, and that's what we said all along, Todd. I mean, people who listen to this yeah. podcast, one. God bless them and hope they have better taste in Love other y'all. areas of life. But um, yeah, we've said all along, it's just about that that random Saturday in October. Do you care more about the third week in Saturday, the regular season game, uh, than you would in, in FCS? And the answer for us is a, a 
thousand times yes. And for us, that honestly kind of trumps the playoffs. You know, just having those six or seven, eight of those games a year, it's hard to beat. So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, my well, favorite moment, I, I got to give a shout out to, it's not a particular moment, but I was really, really excited and in a weird way proud, even though I have nothing to do with it. But like the JMU lacrosse program, the way they handled last season, I thought was just awesome. Yeah. We had every single program had nothing to play for and couldn't do the CA championships and so on and so forth. And unfortunately we saw that kind of, you know, I don't want to say wilt under the pressure, but it kind of took the wind out of the sails of a lot of programs. But Jamie Lacrosse was just like taking all comers, murder everyone revenge tour. It was great to watch. I thought that was really fun. So like, that's not a particular moment, but that was maybe the program I was most proud of or most had the most satisfaction from rooting for. Um, in terms of a moment, Todd, I was going to go with the App State, but I will just go with the, the Middle Tennessee State game. Yeah, that was one of my two. 44 yeah. to 7. Um, Obviously, I'll probably look back and be more excited about Jamie beating ODU and getting, you know, one up on the FBS rivalry. But it was just really fun to actually be there for that. Todd, you and I were there together. Um, yeah. It was just a good time. And to see, like, oh, wow, like, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. If you had told me the game was going to be 44-7 before, like, at 12 o'clock that afternoon – I would have been like, which team? I literally had no <laughs> idea what we were walking into. And yep. coming out of that, I was just like, oh, this is fun. And this is this is a good deal. Like, I was very excited about Santeo. I thought we had good things. I still didn't know what the season held, but I was like, okay, at least we got one. At least we didn't embarrass ourselves. We put forth a strong showing. So it was just fun after so many years of being a fan and being through this weird debate of FCS versus FBS and can Jamie compete to be like, you know what, at least on day one, not only could they compete, they could dominate. So that was just super, super fun. And that's something I'm going to remember for a long, long time. Yeah. And for everybody coming up on the holidays here, middle will be playing in Hawaii on your Christmas Eve bowl. Drink. I know that's one of our personal favorites. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, middle be in that game. And Rob, the one other honorable mention moment, we should give a little shout out to that that win for men's soccer at Marshall. Yes, in the Sun Belt tournament was yeah. the real deal. Just the run, and the run to the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating Marshall in the semis on the road, um, who you know acquitted themselves extremely well as we thought Marshall would in the NCAA tournament. Um, but that was a huge win, and I felt like I don't know. Both soccer programs felt like they were building something, even though they both lost in the final. Um, JMU ultimately lost to Kentucky the number one overall seed <laughs> um, in the Sunbelt final, but it just felt like there's something building there. And that was, I don't know. It's good. It's a cool moment. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's a great conference. And it was a, it yeah. was a fun conference tournament. Yeah. That's going to be a like, like we keep talking about baseball and softball, but that men's soccer, Ooh. man, that's going to be an awesome conference as well. Indeed. With South, the sort of the sec leftovers um, in that conference, which is really fun. So, okay, now we're going to, we're going to turn the page and kind of veer (laughs) off from JMU into something that might be a little more contentious for this group. And uh, (laughs) we're going to go favorite album of 2022. So uh, Todd, why don't you go first this time? Oh God. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, all right. Uh, The honest answer is my, the album I've listened to the most is by far midnight's 3am edition. Yeah. Well, (laughs) as one does. Yes. Yeah. As one does. Um, I'd say though, I'm not going to take albums. There are really good stuff out there, and I, I have a feeling Drake may have 
we may overlap on one, but the album I probably spent the most time with, and this is such an old guy thing to say, is the Zach Bryan album. Oh, um, American nice. Heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. And it's a 34 song album. <laughs> um, and maybe it's just because I'm an old guy who works at home now, but I really appreciate like 34 songs. Like, I don't know, just turning it on and forgetting about it for two hours. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't like know enough about him or anything. I know he's a Navy vet who wrote most of this while he was still on active duty and, you know, came out and has sort of been like on every single serious channel for three years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very very tiny. yeah. Yes, yes. Um, oh man, that's high praise. Yeah, well, but I, so I, I, just, I, I mean, I mean, the John Prine wrote his first album famously while walking the mail route. Mail route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So I mean, those are. I mean, Taylor, of course, and then probably Zach Bryan later. I'll let Drake take the. Uh, can we just all our young prodigy? Can we all just fess up as like the middle edge men? Like, let's all just table Taylor, of course. <laughs> so, so, so again, so I'm in a weird space in music right now. Um, I'm, yeah, I've your kids are younger. Last, yeah, I've spent the last year like revisiting stuff I hadn't really listened to, like or or like mm-hmm. you know, Rob gave me some hip hop stuff and whatnot. So I want to talk about Taylor because again. I was like, I'm not even sure what came out this year anymore. Like, I just have these albums. I buy this music. And so I want to talk about the Taylor album because yeah. I'm with you. We all loved it. We listened to it. It's fun. I think that those melodies are all leftover from the Aaron Densner sessions. Like, can we, oh, for can, sure. can we admit that? Like, I think that that album compared to Evermore and, and um, that stuff is oh, like, cool. just not as good. Like, I'm just, I was... It's, it's great. Pop, it's more pop. It's, just, it's the Jack Antonoff. It's the send off yeah, of her Jack Antonoff years, which is decidedly more poppy and maybe leaning more towards the overproduced side of uh, things versus yes, the Aaron Desner I, side of things. The, yeah. the thing that most the most, and you know, in this, I know Drake and I could probably go go deep on this kind of crap, but like her voice is so far out in the mix. Like again, like if you go, you know, back to the to the this stuff with Desner, like it's just that indie rock where like the voice is just not so far out there. And I don't know. It's like, it's something got me where I'd like, it's, I listen to it. There's more cursing, which is like super hard for a, a <laughs> you know, like a driving in the car with a five-year-old who, yeah, I mean, my, I have three daughters play it incessantly. I've, I've definitely <laughs> tracking the amount of cursing. Yeah. And it was like, it was hard. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I, you know, it was like, I found myself uh, turned off from it for, for non-music reasons, but then also like, I didn't like the production. Again, I take it over a lot of stuff, but, but again, it was like, I let down's the wrong word, but I was just like, eh, like, I don't think I like it's, it's not, would you guys call it one of her best? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like I, it's it's three or four or five or six for me on the list of stuff that she has. I mean, I, don't, I, don't I just love that there's this deep of a parsing of Taylor Swift's catalog on the Jamie Sports blog. By <laughs> and, and I, and, this is incredible. And I know that we're like the, the the group that like has their own section at all the giant shows where it's just like here's the forty year old guys that listen to Taylor Swift and like we're we'll go be weird by ourselves, but whatever, like. Hey, I mean, I I think uh, we can all agree, you know, she is a a generational uh, pop songwriter 
really talented. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate that she's continuing to do different stuff. And uh, yeah, this one has some remnants of, of some of the those other sessions that, that you guys mentioned for sure. And, you know, am I going to, I've got my own personal favorites, you know, it, uh, you know, I mean, again, why is I've, it got, I've got, I've got three daughters where we're in the top, whatever percentile of Taylor Swift Spotify <laughs> listeners, it's, it's really yeah, you're humiliating. <laughs> um, so I, I'm pretty well versed and I've got the ones that I like. And, you know, this one, the more I've listened to it, I, you know, you just slot it in there somewhere. It's, it's, it's good. It's not, you know, not the best, not my favorite, but. It's uh, there's some there's some good stuff in there. Okay, it's really good, but we also need to realize like the past two that the quarantine albums were geared right towards like fantastic middle oh, fantastic yes. middle age like oh let's go you know that, that that was like right up our alley. It was almost yeah. As I mean, once Bon Iver shows up, you're you know what else? Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Rich said that he went um he's been going back to old stuff, and I've been in a Bon Iver like rabbit hole. Yes, building this new house as we prepare for Christmas, it just yes. felt like. Very, you know, big Wisconsin energy there. And I just have have you listened to the stuff um, with is just like I think one of the best songs is like "Ring Out." It's like a song he released as Justin Vernon. Justin Vernon, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's like uh, Arts Volcano Choir stuff is great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Big Red Machine, like it's it's all great. It's all great. Like yeah. So 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 here's the here's where I'd like tie it all back to like. The band well, she's I, just like a part of Big Red Machine now, really. Right, but like, like but like, <laughs> what's 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 the thing across all that? It's the Desner twins. It's like the, yeah. the National. I just like I think like so, you know, lead singer Matt, whatever his last name is, or whatever. Like, I know we've talked about him incessantly, but like that band is just so good. And like, you put Bonavere. Like, I think people have told me that his live shows now are mostly recorded stuff, which is like great, but it's like a different deal. Like you put him in Big Red Machine, you you get him with the with Desners, you get him with Taylor Swift. Like I felt like they threw Matt Berenger like a bone by letting him have a song with Taylor Swift. Like I feel like he was like disgruntled, and they were like, "Well, we've got to include him, so let's do a song." Got you know, like it's like Russ Westbrook. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you had. It's like you gotta let him. You gotta let the big dog eat a little bit. Like you gotta keep him happy. Like. Um, right, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything, but yeah, anti-hero is a banger. So let's just... you know, no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. And, and it's her missed, like, you know, her, her missed on target, like self-aware. Yeah. Yes. Anti-hero is for all the, all the young women who have been fans of her. We're talking more, we're more the cardigan demo. Like the, <laughs> Let's go get a cup of tea. Yeah, and let's can we play this music from our couch in a barn yes, in the exactly. in, so, you know Vermont yes. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I All right, so who's up next? Uh, I've, I've, I'm off script here. Who's who's let's go with Drake? Because or Rich, I don't know. I'm uh, going to jump in because I'm going to steal this one because again, like I I had to search for now. My new came out in 2022, and I mm-hmm. think Rob kind of like like told me when this is like a band I probably would have gotten around to. And I just hadn't yet is the Lucifer on the sofa, like spoon. I think, yeah. such a, I think it's such a good album. But you're, you're from Austin. How can you, I, 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 I know, like, like I'm telling you, like, I know, I know. And I like, 
Britt Daniel bought a guitar for me like years ago. Britt Daniels, like, yeah. Britt Daniel, like, um, best uh, best band in, in the world. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's so good. Like I don't know, like again, going back to old stuff, it kind of made me go back to listen to the old stuff, like the offbeat stuff that they have mm-hmm. is like so great. Like I don't I don't know, like he's written really great songs and then plays them in a weird way. Like I, you know, it's like you know, again, I know Dreek's probably the only one that rings true, but like you, you write a song one way and then you put it in front of other people and it becomes a different thing. And I think what he does and I think what the the musicians that we like do, Isbell does, is like you kind of force yourself, okay, I wrote this song in like 4-4 four, four time and it's this thing and I'm going to hand it to these guys and it's going to become, all of a sudden it's going to be three-quarter time or it's going to be a reggae tune or whatever. Yeah. It's like Spoon is so great at like, you can hear the bare bones of the song and then he puts in this offbeat stuff and it's like, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's uh, loose for the moon. Like the greatest album. Like I actually get angry sometimes when I'm listening to them because I'm so upset that more people don't consider them the greatest band on earth. Like they're so, so <laughs> good. And we have a very diverse, you know, interest here in, in music, but like, they just make such great music. And it's like, this album is fantastic. You get like downbeat stuff and everything. It's like a great, great rock and roll band. And everybody says, oh, there's no good rock bands anymore. Uh, my answer to that is listen to Spoon. Spoon yeah. is just fantastic. Like, they're, they're great choice, Rich. Uh, yeah, and I think that what hurt them was kind of they had this big gap, right? Like, I don't know yeah. what they were doing, but like they just had this gap where they weren't releasing mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. It's a, it's such Love a good it. album. And again, I think um, Rob, you had mentioned it one time in in one of our our text chains, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to get that, and it's great. It's so good. Oh, it's so awesome. It's just this great music. All right, who's Dreak. up next? Dreak. I mean, it's hard to follow a spin. Uh, just freaking fantastic, eclectic, <laughs> deep catalog. They came through uh, DC. Uh, I feel like it was this year and I think they played the nine thirty club and uh, I was Whoa. not able to go and, but was just shocked that that was the venue they were playing. Cause I, I mean, good Lord, that must've yeah. been a lot of, that must've been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I am going to go also with a moon moon adjacent title um, <laughs> and, and tying back into the self-indulgent theme. I'm, I'm, it was hard. Like rich said, rich nailed it. Like, you know, which albums actually came out in 2022? Uh, yeah. Who the hell knows? Like I had to actually <clears throat> double double check some things. Um, but I'm going with uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band, Ooh. I Am The Moon. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this thing. It, it's this total, uh, you know, just sprawling, ambitious, like four <laughs> album cycle that they made, like based <laughs> on like an old Persian poem. And they've got like accompanying films that come with the albums. But um, you can also listen to it, Todd, your style. Yeah. There's just one album version on Spotify where you can play the whole thing all the way through. There you go. Um, yeah. But they're basically, it's like four, uh, you know, like phases of the moon. And each one is like a 30-something minute album. And it's a lot of instrumental stuff. And I, you, guys are, I'm, you guys are all familiar with them. I mean, obviously, excellent yeah. uh, guitar playing and, uh, you know, big band. It, it's just a it was cool to see them. Um, you know, I, I love their live show. I've loved a lot of their recorded music. I've loved a lot of their, their songs, but to see them just kind of go for it and just do the, you know, screw it. We're going to make our, uh, our, uh, odyssey here and just yeah, do something you, totally and, and like, I, you know, 
total I, COVID project. Yeah, I love it too, Dreek, that it's like the self-indulgent. Like I I I love that like there's these like weird things that bands just, just decide to do. Like, I mean, I know like Sufjan Stevens is not really like he was never really gonna do albums like 50 states, but like it was a start and like I love like that he started that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it was cool and like the Decemberists, like I forget, there's something weird, like all their albums and songs have something like they're historical or something. I don't know. Like there's something like a guy like Frank Turner has got, he did a song just about w- women and he like, he like picked graves in a thing in London and did a bunch <laughs> of songs about him. Like, it's like, yeah, like you're sitting in your alone by yourself for all this time. Like they're just doing stuff like, yeah, let's write an album based on the phases of the moon. Like, yeah. Like get after it. Like, I love it. I like there was one that was like the Flaming Lips, I think, made an album that you had to play like two different physical albums simultaneously to like get the desired effect. Yeah. 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 And it totally is like a hilarious kind of callback to like, you know, stoners in their dorm rooms trying to sync up the Wizard of Oz and and Pink Floyd. Yeah. Beck released an album album in the form of um, like sheet music that people are supposed to play themselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That was awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Ah, we don't there's not enough like concept albums out there. Like who's got a good concept album? Like more concept albums. I mean, I'm albums. sure King Gizzard and the and the Lizard Wizard have some, but they're, they're <laughs> too hard to keep up with them. They're like more prolific than Prince. Drink, wasn't there a Billy Strings album this year though? There, with there his is, dad, yeah, there was with his I actually dad. just saw him and and it was the night he released the the album. It was like an album of traditional tunes that he recorded with his uh, stepfather and really cool and he was like emotional at the uh, anthem you know kind of talking about the album and uh really cool yeah and drake you also saw him with uh, one of my contenders for album of the year um you saw him do a guest spot with uh trey anastasio band and goose goose did you not yeah surprisingly uh, a surprisingly good studio album from goose for sure yeah that's what i'll say like i, I i've got a couple contenders and like I, i'm actually gonna go with goose Dripfield for my favorite album of the year, not because it's necessarily the best album, but because I got, this was the band I was most turned on to in 2022. And I'm most <laughs> excited about, um, if, if you're a jam band guy or gal yeah. goose is the future. <laughs> like, I, I got turned on for Stephen Hyden, my favorite music critic writes for up rocks. He talked about them being like kind of the, the successors from fish or, or the, the next generation from fish. They are so, so fun to watch. They're amazingly talented musicians. They're from Berkeley College of Music, like well-educated, like very technically proficient, but they just make really, really good tunes. Um, much like A Fish or Grateful Dead, the live music is more the thing. Um, I was very fortunate to see them this year at Newport Folk. They, they like face-melting sort of situation. But the Dripfield album is, is fantastic. So they are absolutely amazing. I, I was going to go with... Big Thief, I thought had a great album. Oh, yeah. Dragon great New Warm, I believe in you. I thought that was awesome. Tyler Childers, they kind of take my home to heaven. I thought that was really cool for like a concept ish. Mm-hmm. That's an ambitious concept one, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, and then obviously, I mean, we're we're a podcast of middle aged, you know, beer drinking guys with beards. Wilco had a new album this year. Yep. New Wilco album. Country. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I I pulled up a list of albums that came out in 2022 as we we're talking, <laughs> and like I'm going through them. <laughs> Like I'm like embarrassed. I only know three of them, Rich. Well, I looked at one today. And I was well, like, I'm, I'm just gonna name some stuff. Arcade Fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Sharon Van Etten. I know we've, yeah. we've all that one I knew. That one's good. Beyonce. Yeah. Interpol. Um, hang on. There were some other ones. Oh, Barty Strange. He's like a guy from False Church. Oh, yeah. who like worked at. That's a good album. That's really a really like good album. album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually have. Of course, I haven't heard this album, but um, I've heard the, the older stuff and it's good. Cat Power had an album. Band of Horses had an album. Like, I don't know if they're any good. I'm just like reading off names now. <laughs> but now um, we're just reading reading lists of other content. I know, but yeah, like, I'm like embarrassed. Like, we're not allowed to put this know. on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm embarrassed. I didn't know that this stuff all was out here. Like again, I'm just in a weird like spot where like I am just yeah. like digging in deep with like stuff. Um, and going you know, back. that's a weird one that I'll throw out now that you 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 kind of touched on hip hop a little bit and uh, um. There's a pretty cool album. I, I don't think it's the best album of the year, but it was it was cool and it was like right in my uh, soft spot. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it was Danger Mouse and Black yeah. Thought, uh, the Cheat Codes album. Is that was really fun, and it's just too. You know, Danger Mouse famously had the the gray album, gray and, album. and yeah. all that stuff. You know, back in the day, and I mean, uh, Black Thought's just he, for me. He's one of the top one of the top MCs. I, I love him yep. and t- nice. tons of cool guest stars on that one too. That freestyle. If you ever look up the black thought freestyle, that's incredible. Like, it's incredible. Like it, it doesn't seem possible what the guy's doing. It's like, it's the hip hop equivalent of Eddie Van Halen's solo interruption. Like it's just, <laughs> the eruption. It, it's just the, next the level. freestyle eruption. Yeah. Nice. So, all right. So let's go. Um, now we're going to close out the, the 2022 recap with favorite TV show, or we can do movie, whatever you got, but uh, all right, we can go rich. You can go first. Um, so again, I feel like I'm late to the game on all this stuff. <laughs> I had nope. to check to make sure that this came out in 2022 and it did um, slow horses, which is on Ooh. Apple TV and it's um, uh, Gary Oldman. And it's a book. Um, um, mm-hmm. And it's basically Lines like, am I six? people that like rob this kind of like um right up my know, world maybe, dude yeah, this sounds yeah, right up kind of, but it's like take it's like here. yeah so it's it's like um um uh they're cia mi6 operatives they they do some um mostly researchy stuff but there's some action to it but then they're all kind of like offshoots they've all been sent away to like to the what's called the slow house because they've screwed up in one way or another like they blew a mission or whatever. And so they all end up at this other thing. And then it's just like, you know, it's just a whodunit kind of like, it's a, it's a cool mystery thing. And like Gary Oldman's great. Like, I, I think I saw an interview with him a, a, a bunch of years ago um, where he was like, I'm not even sure what my normal accent is anymore. So he's got like a, a movie or a TV show. It's a TV show. It's Apple TV. And it's like, I don't oh, know, man. 10 episodes, eight episodes, somewhere in there. And there's a second season coming out and it's like, great. It's like the pacing's great. And like the storylines are like not cheesy. Um, it, it is really good. I really, I really enjoyed it. And it was like, um, again, it was just like a good, a good thing. And it was like something where it was like so far afield from, from what I do in my normal life that it was like, Oh yeah, this is like easy to kind of settle into. Um, there's other people you guys would recognize in it, um, but Gary Gary Oldman's the big one. Cool, I will check that out. Yeah. Sounds great. All right, Drake, what do you got? Um, I, man, I, I'm making notes over here. Slow horses. That sounds right up my alley. Um, I'm gonna go with one. Uh, um, 
I mean, I assume all you guys have seen it. Maybe not, but I, I to me, it was uh, just kind of the the crowning achievement of a show that just outperformed, I think, anyone's expectations. That was Better Call Saul. Um, I'm pretty yep. sure it was on this year, but you know, Breaking Bad, obviously a really fun show. Uh, if people watched it, and it was just kind of a kept upping itself and getting crazier and crazier and more intense. And, uh, you know, I think we say we're going to make a prequel, um, you know, with Bob Odenkirk of all people, uh, God bless him. I love him. Love Mr. Show. Uh, you know, but we're going to do a prequel where he's suddenly even younger and, uh, man, uh, for, for an old dog, uh, (laughs) his performances were great. Uh, the writing was great. Everything about it was, was fantastic. And I think the ending, which is really like my key for any show, if I'm going to consider it a great show, like. You got to no stick the no ending. Spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. You got to stick the ending. Perfect ending. Cool. That's awesome. Like that's yeah. one of my favorite shows. I unfortunately have not caught up with that. Um, I got COVID right around the time it was coming out and we got off track and boom, you know, life gets in the way. But you know, that, that show is absolutely amazing. First couple seasons and I cannot wait to catch up. And You're in so- for a treat. It's a definitely a slow, it's a slow burn, a slow build, but it's uh man, it, it's great. All right, Todd, what do you got? Um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, the only appointment viewing in our house is Yellowstone. I have to say that. Oh, okay. Big budget, you know, you kind of widely watched thing. Um, but we also watched a little good bit of dead to me, which, and just, I think the backstory of the Christina Applegate piece of this. Well, the new, then the final season's coming out in the next couple months, is it not? Yeah. It was I really it good. just came out. I think my my uh, Jen watched it. My wife watched it. Yeah, but um, but uh, Rob, we've talked about this before. The show that for me personally has been like my absolute favorite thing, and nobody else was going to steal this. Nobody else is going to watch this. Is the least expected uh, the least expected day or La Dia Menos Pensado? Um, it's the movie star cycling documentary. And oh, so basically like course. there's, yeah. it's I've, I've like, that. Yeah. yeah, this is like drive to survive, but it's all focused on one professional cycling team, Movistar, which happens to be the sort of, I don't know what to call it, the signature Spanish team um, on the pro tour. Uh, so the more famous teams are the Belgian, the Dutch, the English, what was the, the French, Spanish team? The Vuelta? They, years the ago, Vuelta they is their big race. Yes. That's their yeah. home race, but that's kind of like, the third most important of the grand yeah. tours, right? With Tour de France being the most important. And then the Giro d'Italia arguably being the second, at least the one that launches young riders. Um, Movistar is the team that the longtime Alejandro Valverde, like 40 year old sort of oldest guy on the professional tour. This was his final season. Um, so they've been following them for a while. And of course it's the Spanish team. They just have like the drama is out of control. There's always like 700 divas. Um, you know, trying to, this is about, if, if you really care about like, um, you know, 85 pound men on bicycles, like, hey, I mean, thinking about like $12,000 bikes, you know, I, like, I mean, if you sprinkle in a couple of like love affairs, this is, sounds like a Bravo. Oh yeah. Hit. yeah, I, And like weird, maybe like doping, not doping. And then there's like a fat guy who rides in the car who screams at them on the radio all the time. Who's really, really funny. Chente. Um, yeah, they're, they're yeah, dope. Like, uh, by they're the dope. end of the they're in there. It's in the third season. It's on Netflix, and by the third season, there are fans on the side of the road, like 
cheering for the fat guy in the car. Yes. Like it's really, it's really funny. Um, I love this. And then the other great Actively thing. Actively crossing out slow horses. Yeah. <laughs> the other great thing this year is for the Movistar, the team is the oldest team in professional cycling. They've been around for more than 40 years. Um, but it's a Spanish team, um, very, you know, arguably somewhat fascist team, um, have ne- has never been big on women's cycling. And they signed for an enormous contract, the best women's cyclists in the world, Annemiek van Vluten, this year, who won all three of the Grand Tours in the women's world and the world championship road race this year. Um, and she just sort of like dusts, like she's so much better than the men, <laughs> like just her technical proficiency and like her ability. And and when they all go to training camp, they're all kind of like the hell is going on. I don't know. It's just an awesome, <laughs> it's just really funny to see these people like come to terms with like, who the hell is this person? Does the fat guy yell at her or is he like... No, no, the fat guy like is waiting for all the other guys to be like, oh my God, she's going to kill us. You know? <laughs> like, and uh, yeah. And she did. She won the world championships in the most insane, it, best bike race of this year. Um, the two best races were the stage of the Tour de France where the Yumbo Visma guy, Jonas Vigago, came back to win the race. And then the women's world championship race is incredible um, because Finn Fluten should not have won and one in the most insane way possible. So anyways, least expected day, Movistar. If you like Drive to Survive, you're probably going to like this thing too. Um, it's also just a, a, an insane thing to see like weird Arab golf, like oil money being thrown into a sport that like seven people care about. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It's just really weird. So I like that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I could press pause here for a second. Yeah. So, so I have lots of cycling thoughts, of course, TD, yeah. but, but I, <clears throat> you, you mentioned, um, uh, Yellowstone, oh, which, yeah. reminded, which reminded me that the one music show I've been to this year is Lucero. Um, yes. at, at, oh, yeah. Lucero. yeah. Cool place. Um, here that's, that's great. When I turn 50, we're going to have Richard Palooza and, and yeah. Yeah. rent the place out and we're going to have, bands you can probably get Lucero. <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah, I, yeah. Drink, so did I, we see them at uh, Devil's Backbone at some point? Like, yeah. uh, that sounds right. I definitely saw them open for uh, Drive By Truckers at some point at the Nine Thirty Club, and it was just a. I, a I heck saw of a them night. open for Social Distortion at the Nine Thirty Club. Ooh, oh, oh I know Lucero. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Um, but anyway, cool place. You guys would love it. Um, but anyway, the band that opened for them is a band called L.A. Edwards, and they had a song on Yellowstone TD. Oh, cool. Great. Like, I actually looked because it's an album that was like, oh, this must have come out in 2022. Mm-hmm. Turned out it came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like the, the the one band where, like, I'm like, this this is cool, um, called L.A. Edwards. And again, that. And then I just to, to jump back to Slow Horses because I yeah. see this as an in. Um, <laughs> I, I pulled up the Wikipedia page to look at, like, make sure I got that it was Gary Oldman. I was pretty sure, but I wanted to check. Turns <laughs> out Mick Jagger wrote all the music. Well, like like so i don't know drink if that gets you back on it's, it's the back ahead of a uh, fat spanish car bike coach guy yeah but I, I like I, you know i'll find time for both yes. <laughs> well rich yellowstone is the music in yellowstone is amazing yeah like, so and they clearly have a song it's become there. the place that like what whoever the agents are in like americana music are trying to like they're all like 
you know, paying money under the table to get their songs in Yellowstone. It's the new Chevy commercial. Yes, it is. I was like, I think there was, I mean, obviously Ryan Bingham is one of the, is the actual, like one of the actual actors on the show. Oh, is he really? I didn't realize. Okay. Oh yeah. He's like one of the, he's a very interesting character. I mean, he's not a main character. Me and you go way back with Ryan Bingham. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I like like, the introduction of new marketplaces for Americana is a, that's a big plus. Yeah. And like, there's a, um, Lainey Wilson, there's a Lainey, um, I don't know, I liked her album this year, and she has a couple shows, or a couple songs in the show, I mean, I think there's an S.G. Goodman song in the show, like, yeah, there's a bunch of weird, yeah, if you care about, like, um, that weird Canadian North Americana channel that's deep on your XM feed, um, yeah, they're all in Yellowstone now. Okay. Um, Yeah, but the Lucero is great call, and I'm looking forward to Richard Palooza very much. Yeah. (laughs) We got a couple years, but keep, you know, free your calendars now. We're going streaking. Let's be honest, Rich, not that many years. (laughs) Also true. Also true. We actually had, Catherine was just talking to me last weekend. uh, The kids were actually out of town on a grandparents thing. And and so, you know, we we had a fun, like, adults weekend and, and we had some drinks. And she was talking about, like, planning my 50th. And she was talking about it in, like, real, like, near term terms. And I was like, how old do you think I am? Like, name my age right now. And she she was off by like a good year. <laughs> nice. And I was like, I mean, I will go on an extravagant like, uh, you know, we can do the, we can do a, a forty nine and fifty victory lap, but man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no rush. Do both, yeah. We're doing a we're doing a fiftieth uh, next week. Actually, we're meeting one of Jessica's really good friends who is living in Germany right now. Her husband is a civilian DOD, and we're going to meet them in Copenhagen for her fiftieth. Ah, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. On New Year's Eve. So yeah. that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing them. But Sounds all right. Well, good. I guess I get to I get to talk now. Come on, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> we, we are setting up, you know, the big finale with the yeah. Um, well, no, it, this is going to be a womp womp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dreek, I'm right there with you with Better Call Young Saul. Sheldon? I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's on that level. Uh, this is how life changes. We talk about we are middle age. And now I, I went from years ago when it was like you watch the dumb little kid shows and then put your kids to bed and you get to watch all the fun stuff. Um, I have gotten out of the whole peak TV thing because now my kids want to watch TV with us, which is awesome. And it's it's fun. But we got to find things that everybody watches together. So I have not finished The Bear. I have not finished Better Call Saul. I've not finished Barry or The White Lotus. Like all these shows that I'm enjoying, but I've not made my way through. But one thing we've really enjoyed as a family is Abbott Elementary. It's just kind of like, it's like the new like modern family or something. I, I'm not going to try to pretend this is prestige TV, but like it's just a fun family show. So I'd recommend it if people have like elementary school, middle school kids, and you're looking for something you got to watch with your family. It's, it's definitely entertaining and in that kind of like sweet, wholesome way. I, you know, I always forget if this is, um, if it's national, but do you guys ever listen to fresh air on NPR? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah. they had the creator on and I, and Jen and I said, Oh, we should watch it. Cause I think it's yeah. set in Philly, right? It and is. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah I guess it was Rob Abbott. Or maybe it's from yeah. Philly. Yeah. She is. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, I mean, it's not like laugh out. It's not Seinfeld or the good place, but it's one of those shows that just kind of like you enjoy watching it. You feel good about yourself. You have some laughs and it's cool. My, my runner up was going to be the Manning cast Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Manning cast unabashedly. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. 
So. I think, Tariq, I get multiple Manning cast texts from you every week. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love Catherine it. Catherine hates I, I... it. Uh, most of my friends don't like it at all, but I've I've got a newfound appreciation for Eli, which I never thought I'd have any appreciation for Eli. He's funny, man. And, He's very funny. So, and there's always great moments, like when Jimmy Johnson had the perfectly staged backdrop with his trophies and his yep. autobiography over his shoulders. Yeah, no, and it's it's when, really uh, good. I I I literally it, I enjoy the heck out of it. It's fun. So, all right, well, Joel we're McHale, turn the page. what was bigger, uh, John Elway's teeth or Peyton's forehead? That, yes, I mean, exactly. <laughs> That was an incredible was moment funny. in sports broadcasting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. So that, that's going to be the end of our 2022 wrap. Now we're going to do a little rapid fire um, Christmas slash holidays, overrated, underrated, properly rated. And I'm just going to throw out a topic or an idea. And then anybody can jump in and let me know if they think it's overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Like, this is pretty self-explanatory situation here. So we're going to start off um, the waitress's Christmas rapping song. Uh, I have no idea what that is. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no idea. Okay, good. I'm not alone. Oh, wow. Rod just blew one past us. He threw the fastball. Oh Technically yeah, overrated. Technically overrated. It's got to be overrated. It's got to be overrated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You don't know that whole, the dumb song about, like, the girl like Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. It wouldn't have been this one this year. Like they're going like, oh, this is oh whatever. It's underrated. <laughs> Hang on, we need a ruling. Is it wait? Maybe it's underrated because we don't know about it. Vastly underrated. It's this okay. easy '80s pop song about like this young woman going to the store and running into her crush and blah 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 blah. Oh my gosh. Maybe this will be the outro tonight, Rob. Yeah. Everything I, you've said so far makes me think, boy, I've really got to have listened to this song at some point in my I life. Cannot I cannot believe you guys have not nothing, heard this. If you, if you Is went there a like, Lucero cover? <laughs> if you rode in carpool to like basketball practice in the 80s, you heard this song. This is this is unbelievable. Man, I, and you're sure it wasn't Grandma got run over by a reindeer? Hundred percent sure. All right, we're moving on. And if you guys don't know this one, you're dead. Yes, to we are. Charlie Brown Christmas. Underrated. Probably rated. I love that thing. A- any counters? I'm I'm going properly rated. I'll go properly. Although, what's I gotta say? Like, what's with the Red Baron thing? I enjoy it. And I think super like, how did that come into being in this random Christmas special? That, that is a weird whole... segment. But yeah. but I think to back me up, part of the, uh, you know, my kid-free uh, couple of days last weekend, we went and just sat at the bar at like Eddie V's and Tyson's and had like some nice drinks and, and some food. And the jazz combo opened with the Charlie Brown Christmas, like not Linus and Lucy, but like the, the classic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Christmas Charlie time Brown. is here again. Yeah, but like yeah, but like a jazzy version, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's no, it's great. I, I agree with you. I think good. it's like it's a classic for a reason. It is so good. Everything is so dead on. The music is fantastic. The animation, everything about it is great. So, all right, we'll move on after my Christmas wrapping failure. Um, <laughs> topic three: Yule logs. I mean, do they happen? Does any like that's the TV station that's just like the log? I don't know <laughs> what they are. I don't know what they are. Or is it the, like the food? Is there a U log? Yeah, is there a food or is it a? Thing? I, I was I, it was a when you said that, thing. I think it's like the yeah, like you put it on channel twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's what I immediately thought of. And, okay. uh, 
Is that a thing? I no, kind of like that. It's like they're, they, that should be banned forever. And then it's at like 1.30 cool. in the morning, it switches to the Persian rug guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Crazy, crazy Eddie's making you a deal. Yeah. I don't know. I think of them like that weird, like, not like Swiss colony catalog you used to get as a kid where they have the Yule log, which was like a chocolate, whatever, rolled cake. And then the only other reference I, I have for it that. is when you go to the, yeah. when you go to the national Christmas tree, they've got this massive Yule log and it's just like an ancient version of a fire pit. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say underrated for that. And I'm trying to look up this Christmas wrapping thing to text <laughs> you guys. Well, I think the uh, Stucky's pecan log is a better log. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Any of the, the cheddar, like the rolled cheddar. I mean, if it's from Stucky, shouldn't it be a pecan log? Yes, it can be. A, yes, thank you. All right, well, let's see. Moving on. Um, this has nothing to do with Christmas, but Twizzlers. Underrated, overrated, properly rated? Overrated. Properly rated. I'm going underrated, and I think the you know there's two people that live in my house that love the chocolate Twizzlers. We're the no. only people that love them. No. No, so Drake is right. The, I love the, regular Twizzlers. No, you, you guys are wrong. Twizzlers overrated. are disgusting. They're Garbage overrated. Candy. It's like eating plastic. It's just like wax. Yeah, yeah, give me some wax with like a faint licorice taste. I honestly think it's a conspiracy where everybody on earth is trying to convince me that they have flavor. There's no flavor. They're disgusting. That's not a candy. Um, let's moving on. Okay. This um, is coming from Drake and Rob, who are like the big eggnog lobby. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twizzlers I love the milk punch. I'm, I'm yes. out on Twizzlers. We should get the intern on it, but I believe last year you guys gave me credit for being the candy aficionado among us, and I and we might uh, have, we might have. But Twizz, you got to trust me on the Twizzlers, man. You're just wrong on the Twizzlers. Yeah, nobody's going to check that tape. That's like a three-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. My first rule of JMUSB podcast is never listen to the podcast. So we're not going to go back. To that. Yeah, the intern got fired for inappropriate tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay so next one. Oh, this, this is a legitimate one i'm curious to hear about the nba on christmas day i think it's properly rated i mean i think they oversell some of the matchups i like having a sporting event that like has the consistency like you know football on thanksgiving it's like you know it's the lions it's the cowboys like i love the nba on christmas day like it's always on like it's just we throw it on I just, I, you know, when it was like, I'm, I'm trying to blank on, I'm blanking on who, but like, you know, Shaq versus Akeem or whatever. Like it, I think they oversell the matchups, but like, I love the games on Christmas. Yeah. I think that's how I feel rich. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think and I'm a little it. bit frustrated yeah. this year that like Christmas falls on a, I love that Christmas on a Sunday, by the way, Christmas and New Year's on a Sunday is the best thing ever because we get the day after off. Um, for both of those, but the NFL is like trying to encroach on all these territories. Oh, yeah, yeah. that are the not NFL theirs. Was, yeah, yeah, and they're doing it to college football on New Year's Day. They're doing it to you know college football on the day after th- Black Friday, and they're doing it to the NBA on Christmas Day, and it's kind of annoying because I'm with you, Rich. I think it's the first time in the season when I usually like fully pay, pay attention, attention to yep. things outside of the Wizards. You know, like for me, like good time. To like I don't really pay attention to the league until Christmas Day, and then I'm like, like oh, yeah, point where the Wizard season is there. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, the, suddenly I'm like, oh, the Bucks are really good again, and I want to watch Giannis because this is way better than watching the Wizards 
play the Trailblazers. What's, like, what's cool, Todd, is I'm right there with you. Like it's usually the 25th of December. I start paying attention to the rest of the league, and then yeah. as a Wizards fan, the 26th, I start paying attention to the draft lottery. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I so cool. you know I have fully you know succumbed to the Sixers. Um, it's like Ooh. the one the one oh. Philly thing I'll root for, and um, there it's it's awful. It's like watching the Knicks again. It's they were super fun with Ben Simmons and, and, mm. but I said, this I was like when Simmons was on the court, it was great fun. And when the was on the court, it was fun when they were together, they didn't know what to do that played out because they played two different styles of games. Um, they're awful. James Harden is like ruined my like NBA thing. Like, I, yeah, he's a tough one to root for. It's, it's, it's really like, you know, like again, going back to like a guy who has never met a shot he didn't like like he's in my heart in that way but like it's awful to watch Um, you know what's really funny is i had that perception of russ westbrook like just as an outside observer of the thunder um and then when he was on uh the wizards i actually really enjoyed it um and i really enjoyed the way he played um but but now that he's gone i you know i i can't say that i necessarily miss him but I, my perception of him is wrong, but but yeah, I, I can see that with Harden. Um, well, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean Ru- Russ, like he, he's he was moving. He's always moving, like running. Like you he's might not moving, want- and he, and he actually plays hard, and he looks like he really, really like gives uh, a crap. Harden gets the ball, takes thirty eight dribbles to cross half court, stands, step back three. Step back three. There's like no, like that's it. And it's like, you know, like I would get met, mad at Russ um, when he was at the Thunder with, because I was like, you're the third best guy on your team. Like, give the ball to Durant. He's the number two guy in the league. Like, let him shoot the last second shot. That would drive me crazy. Like, that team should have won. But like, Harden's just like, he just, he, I mean, things go to him to die. Like, it's just that everything dies. Well, Russ's Harden. biggest weakness is also his biggest strength is he just cannot go less than 100%. So like he right. he's just going he's going to the hole he's going to try to dunk on everybody like it doesn't matter even when the proper play would be like hey just just dish it off you know like just do something yeah. different so all right so moving on um next one hot cocktails meaning like spike cider chocolate hot toddies wassail etc overrated underrated or properly rated I'm gonna go with properly rated just because I feel like they're also kind of seasonal um. I don't know if anyone's having like a hot toddy in, in July, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I think that's right. I feel the same. I, I'm trying to think of the ones that I actually drink. I think Irish coffee is really kind of the only oh, one that I, I drink. just had one like two weeks ago. It was great. Yeah. Like, but again, it's like, it feels like a very holiday thing. Like it's like, we might break them out of Thanksgiving in my family. It's a Christmas new year's kind of thing. Like I'm not ordering one at carpool. You know, oh, yeah. to, it's to gotta be like sweater weather. You're like out on a, on a deck fire pit to, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Fire pit. So they got, they got their place is what I'm saying. So, okay. All right. What, what well, do you uh, think Rob is like, what was your, do you like, do you drink, you guys drink them a bunch? No, heck no. Yeah. It's like on occasion, you know, yeah, you yeah. can do it like at a Christmas party or Thanksgiving. I think they've, there's a time and a place like they're fun once or twice a year. But like you said, it's nothing. I mean, I'm not going to order one in, you know, April or anything. Right. So, okay. Um, Only Nelly if it's Richard Palooza. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> well, turns out it's February, so we're covered. It's going to be cold. All Ooh. the glue vine you can drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
I'm going to butcher this one because I can't pronounce it, but Mele Kalikimaka. What do we think about that? The song. Oh, that's underrated. Uh, underrated, yeah. yeah. yeah underrated. Like, it warms fun, like, my heart to hear you guys say that. Yeah, it's, it's like, it is crazy. Like, it's hard to say. I can't say it. I can sing along with it. So many people do good versions of it. You know, like the obvious people, Jimmy Buffett does a good version of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, that's great. It's underrated. It's a good tune. I it also just is. Yeah, sorry, TD, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Yeah, I was going to say, one of the keys for me for holiday songs is just like a feeling of warmth. Mm-hmm. And like, what? Yes. that's a really general statement, but like that song has it in spades. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. It's like the Aloha Bowl on Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, ah. Oh. And it's just yeah, it nice to think like, like um, yeah, they're celebrating. I, I don't know. I just, there's a Casey Musgraves, Willie Nelson version that I really like, but um yeah, it's a fun one. I don't, I don't know. It just, it does. T- it, I, my favorite kind of songwriting is where you can visualize a place. And you're like, oh, yeah, they celebrate Christmas too in a place where, I don't know, those of us from like, you know, whatever latitude we're at north, I don't, that's not very Christmassy to me. But yeah, it must be cool. So, like, it, they still have Christmas. And so they're like excited about it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. It's like, yeah, I think we've all spent time in South America. Like I was down there for New Year's one year and it's like, it's a, they like, have a barbecue, yeah. you know, like they're right. outside. Like it's like the 4th of July. basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Like, but to me, I think it's just like, it's a good, it's just a good tune too. Like, I don't know, like it can be campy. It can be serious. Like I think a song that you can take and play it however you want it is, is, is good. I, you know, I mean, I think, Blue Christmas kind of goes that way for me too. Like, you know, you've got the Elvis version, but you got a lot of like their swing versions and there's like jazzy ones. Like a, a good tune can be played in whatever genre you want it to be played in. And I think the the word I can't say does that one too. Yeah. Good. You you all get A's. That was the right answer. Okay. <laughs> um moving on. The officials in last night's Giants versus Commanders game. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I mean this seems I feel like underrated. I feel underrated, like they're getting a, yeah, yeah I, they're getting a lot of bad rap. Yeah, give build a statue. Okay, moving on. Rich is right. Okay. <laughs> I, I was actually this may surprise you guys. I was going to say properly rated. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. right. like the commanders lost for a lot of reasons. Uh, officials sucks, but that you know. Yeah. Okay. Lost for a lot um, of reasons. Offensive cool. line mainly. Yeah. All right. Well, movie and TV studios quickly throwing together yet another modern take on a Christmas Carol. What do we think? Is this that is Avatar the like, Will Ferrell thing. Yeah, it's just every year there's another yeah. one. Oh, it's like same old thing. Ghost of Christmas Past. Like how many times can we redo this? Yeah, I yeah I I'm 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 with you. I don't I don't um I think the last one that I enjoyed I think Scrooged with Bill Murray was pretty funny. That was like what, 1995? That's like 30 years ago. Yeah. It was like 91. And then I think around the same time, there was also like a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. The Muppet. Muppet guy. And like, I feel like that was fun. But like, I don't know that I would watch. I mean, I have no interest in watching the World Feral one. So, I mean, one of the traps you fall into now, like, especially as like kids get, get older, you know, like, you, uh, you know, we find ourselves like, oh, let's watch a movie tonight. And like, Nobody wants to watch, you know, we've already seen Elf a bunch and, and Christmas Story and all the Christmas Vacation. 
you know, so you end up like going down the Netflix rabbit hole and you end up watching all of these, like just, you know, third tier, like <laughs> movies. And it's, uh, there, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. There are. I was setting you up. They're all great. They're all great. <laughs> yeah, I think all... you're right, Rob. Like there's only, it's only so much like... basically Odyssey or Romeo yeah, and Juliet just... or, or a Christmas Carol. Right. I mean, <laughs> And there's just like, it's just dumb. It's silly. It's like, God bless, um, you know, it's a wonderful life and all the classics. Like, It comes a point, like, like Steve, you said, you can only watch Elf so many times. It's like, give yeah. me the new version of the same cheesy, campy Christmas thing where it's happy. And like a, a new version of the, I, I will say the Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds one, pretty fun. Like it's, just, it's we, we will, you know yeah. where it's going, but like it, give, it, give it, it all to me. Okay. I think it's good. We'll okay. check it out. I, I am I'm open to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe okay. May, maybe I'm gonna try to defend myself here a little. Maybe it's because I'm watching like some of the ones that you guys have all mentioned. That you watched a bunch of time for the first time with Declan. Right. Yeah. Like he's never seen Elf before. Right. So it's yeah. like Jen and I don't watch Elf. Right. Like if it's on, we might watch it. But like. If it I comes, mean, like, Elf, Elf is pretty good. Elf has well, like, well, that's, you know, let's just jump in. Moment, that like, was the next one on the list, so we're gonna go with Elf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's properly it's rated. Properly, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, properly rated. Like, yeah, I mean, you yeah, got it's a Newhart. little bit like overrated in that, like people, it's become like it's not Christmas Vacation. No, like it's not. It's just not. But it's pretty good. It's the, better so, than you think it would be. Yes, it is. And, so and it I would say like, better than you think it would be. Yeah. So yeah. I think that there's like, so there, there are my sister, when I call her on the phone, she answers the phone one of two ways. So she went to a lot of Nats games with me when she was in high school um, and I had season tickets. So she'll say, is that a, she'll say, is this a free call from the bullpen for, to the bullpen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or I love it. Or she will say, buddy, the elf, what's your favorite color? Yeah. And like it never gets old for me. Neither one of those things ever get old for me. So like I don't know, like there's just so many things. Like, does it have sugar in it? Then yes. Uh, like yeah. I don't know. Like it, there's like to me, like it stands up because there's so many like the movies that are like that that I think Will Ferrell's at his best, where it's like it's a series of skits. Well it's like you're just awesome. putting the skits together. And like I think it's great. Like the like with um i forget the actor's name the the um i forget if he's a little person or a dwarf but like that guy like that's a funny like scene yeah. like it's like you could Tyrion watch Lannister. Just, yeah like Tyrion, that peter dinklage yeah yeah peter yeah. dinklage that 10 minutes is like really funny like i don't know like james <laughs> Conn is the, in it. <laughs> yeah james Conn and bob newhart, bob newhart. Lend a certain <laughs> level of authenticity authenticity to it you know yeah um, I mean, every year in no- mid-November, the first time I see Christmas stuff, I'm like, Santa? I know him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like, like, immediately. Like, yeah. Ones. like yeah. yeah. It's like, that's I will just say, like, like, we had some neighbors literally just watch it for the first time, like, a couple yeah. weeks ago with their kids, because they've got yeah. younger kids. And it was so fun to just, like, be, like, you know, we were, like, having lunch together. And I just got to lean over to, like, the little boy, you know, who's, like, five and a half years old and be like... <laughs> Did you get any pasta with syrup? <laughs> you know, losing it. So, I mean, it, that tells you. I think it's 
it has wedged its way into the Christmas uh, movie pantheon. Now, it is again, good, what, we're, like... what we're admitting here too is that, like you know, like we are uh, fifty adjacent, and like, we, <laughs> we drive this stuff, right? Like we're the one <laughs> making our kid watch Elf, and like that's why, like we were what when it came out. In our yeah, that's why there's five seasons of Cobra Kai, and the last three were unnecessary. Right. Yeah, right? Like, like, yeah. Well, like that's it. We're like in this like thing where like it was funny when we were whatever 30 and yeah. now we've driven this thing to be like this, this thing. Yeah, I like thing. it. A self-indulgent theme. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rob's got another uh, question here. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go. Um, oh, this, this might not be Christmas related, but Steve Cohen and the Mets off season spending spree. So, Rich, so, Rich, we'll go to you. Yeah, yeah go to me first. So, um, I'd like to say that I'm surprised he hasn't spent more money. Yes. He's, he's actually done things cheaper. His the payroll for next year is actually less than it would have been had he signed mm-hmm. everybody that we lost. So, mm-hmm. everyone that's giving a hard time, it's like it would have cost us more to keep our players on the team. So, I think he he hasn't spent as much. I think it's uh, good for the game for the Mets to be good. Everybody wants to be a Mets fan. This will give them a reason to be a Mets fan. Yes, and I will add that I'm wearing a team issue, uh, Mets uh, postseason sweatshirt. Um, oh. It made it, it made it to me from the bullpen catcher through my brother-in-law, who is uh, bigger now than the bullpen catcher, and so I got the leftover smaller sized stuff. Fantastic! Yeah, you guys can just get a 2018 Nats preseason picture. Yeah. Team photo uh, to yeah. get ready for the season. Hey, look, and we have the we have the Tigers. Uh, you have the Phillies ro- rotation yeah. from you know, right? Twenty twelve. We will send you guys the picture of me and TD after the uh, wild card victory on our way to the World Series championship. Yes, hey, yeah. we're, we're talking about the future. Pipe and smoke it. Okay. All right, we're going to move up the Pogues with Kristen McCall, Fairy Tale of New York. Underrated because I don't. I mean, we yeah. talked about. It, I think last year we all love it. It's great. Not enough people realize it's awesome. Um, That's probably right. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. they're like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Their neighborhood had a Christmas party, and there was a guy that they, I guess, in the neighborhood plays guitar, and he was like singing and whatnot. And like she posted something on Instagram, and that song was playing, and I was like, "Who is this guy? I've got to talk to him the next time I'm up there." And she's like, "What song are you talking about?" Like. <laughs> He was doing like, it was great. He was he was pulling it off in a way that like you know you got to have that gritty kind of to it. Like that's a great great tune. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think that's great. We put it like it's such a great song, but there still aren't enough people that that are familiar with it. So. Yeah, and it's probably right. going to get more underrated. underrated because you're not allowed to sing it anymore. Yes. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody will come back. Somebody will. Yeah. Somebody will pull yeah. it off. It'll be somebody you don't, you won't approve of it. It'll be like I was going to say, it'll Morgan be somebody Wallen I don't like. like yes, exactly. It'll Wait, be why, Joe Rogan or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why aren't you allowed to sing it anymore? What did I mean? Like, there's a not, slur in the end, which I didn't actually realize until this year. So. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize either. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. It was the accents. Uh, I overlooked this for 25 years, but okay. All right. Um, all right. Um, next one. People who insist on pretending that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. How do we feel about them? Wait, those people are underrated because they're correct. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one, TD. I, I it's, it's like it is wrong. One that gets hit played mute, Christmas. Hit mute. I mean, the joke. It's the Christmas joke Eve. Got it's Christmas yeah. Eve. 
right. the whole ju- the whole stick of Die Hard as a Christmas movie got got tired, right? But yes, yeah. so, everyone enjoys Die Hard, and I mean, I w- I watched it twice in the movie theater with my dad. Like we actually went watch <laughs> it twice. Um, and, and you I would love that. You had a great time. I'd love to watch it right now wearing a, <laughs> wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> well, see, so but like the whole premise is that he's going to L.A. because it's Christmas. Oh, yeah, right. no, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm agreeing. That's no with different you. than playing saying... strings in an automobile. Yeah, there is. Like Urkel's dad is like miserable because he has to work on Christmas Eve. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think people just beat the diehard as a Christmas movie into the ground. So everyone gets sick of that. I'm there's a reactionary. Yes. No, it's not. Stop it, it. it was the original argument was just dumb. It was performatory. Like you could have set that movie on Labor Day. It would have still been an awesome movie. Yeah. Like the fact that happened on Christmas. But it wouldn't have Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis. Well, yeah. well we in the opening scene. Like, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. we should make something up like Tremors is a Labor Day movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> See, you know, it's funny that you're saying this. So like Gremlins, like again, it's a Christmas present. Yeah, it's, it's a Christmas interesting. Movie. I'd have to go look at it. Like, like these weren't summer blockbusters, but they were clearly blockbusters, and they were clearly pushed to be blockbusters. When yeah. did they come out? Did they come out in the fall? Like, I'm just, mm. I'm just curious. Like, there's a few know. movies that we've named off the cuff here that like came out when now we don't see big blockbusters come out now in calendar. Right. We only see them come out in the summer. Uh, Gremlins is definitely like set in Christmas. That's why I brought it up. Too. Trimmers, uh, who, who the hell knows? It was like on the heels of Remo Williams, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the peak of Fred Ward actions status. <laughs> oh boy! All right, well, we'll, we'll go. This will be the last one, and this will just be <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Darling, love, Christmas, baby, please come home. Oh man. Perpetually underrated. Yeah. I love it, but I feel like everyone loves it, right? Like if so but more people should love it. It's still Yeah, more. Rich. I think only every everyone over forty loves it. And we need to pass it on. Okay. Like that's all right, then under all right, I'll, I'll I can't be behind that. And not not underrated. I think it's properly rated, probably. I, but I feel like we're like children of the Letterman era of like, you know, yeah, trotting her out every year to do yes. it. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't know if, you know, now like Mariah's kind of taking the throne, but, you know, you got to give Darlene a, a, yeah, little, I, a little more. I, I, will, I, I like the fact that Mariah Carey has like owned it. Like she's just decided this is my yeah, thing. Yeah. Like it's like, like, I don't know. Like there's like, there's a self-awareness there that I would not have expected from Mariah Carey that like, it's actually, this, yeah. this is what it's like refreshing to me. It's like, this is what you are now. Like, cause I think Darlene Love was the same thing. I think it was a running joke on Letterman. And he would play it, but it was kind of like a thing, right? It was like a kind of, and like, then she was like, I'll come on and do it. And she yeah. said, yes, right? Like, I think he did it for a couple of years without her. And then she was like, no, I'll do this. Cause I think she w- didn't really want to be known for that. And then she's like, oh, this is a perfectly good thing to be known for. Yeah. And well, both songs are, are great. I mean, you know, say what you want about the rest of the Mariah catalog. It's uh Great song, and and there's a whole like read a whole thing about like like she actually wrote wasn't heavily involved in the writing of that song. I mean, it's yeah. pretty uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's actually it's a pretty good. cool artistic achievement for her. Like everybody just thinks it was like she's just this person with a great voice and she's naturally gifted, but no, she actually put the work in for that one. It's great, but still, like darling, love. It's just it it's iconic for a uh, reason. The whole great. Phil Spector Christmas album, 
Um, I do feel like it is kind of properly rated in the fact that it is the kind of quintessential Christmas song, but I feel like it's dipping. And now as old guys, we need to kind of pump it up a little bit more. People are forgetting. (laughs) We We need to use our social media influence to raise it back up. But not link, but not linked to any other social media platforms when doing right. it. Right. No, no. Even right. the ninety-minute mark of this podcast, they're really going to learn a lesson. That yeah, I mean, God, God forbid. If, this. If, if there's anybody on earth who's listens to this at this point, well, yeah, yeah. you get a prize. Yeah, I will email buy us, you an eggnog. Yeah, send us your email address, and we will digitally send you something. Yeah. Yes. Bitcoin well, for everybody. Rob, is that it? Yeah, that's all I got, guys. All right, because um, big thanks to Priz and Tariq. It's just a pleasure to talk to you guys and spend this much time with you all. I'm sorry it had to be like two and a half hours instead of one and a half hours. Um, but big, big thanks. And to those of you that are still listening, we will outro with the waitresses, Rob. Yes, <laughs> I just texted and you guys the, the link. You're going to see it. I've been waiting to play it. I actually know what it is. And that was, as soon yeah. as I saw the picture, I knew what it was. You know, okay. And then... Just on the end note, a um, couple, you know, personal notes, but but sincere things from Rob and I um, to our friend Keith. We're thinking of you and your family um, to Mark Locks. We are welcome to the podcast. If you've made it through one hour and 32 minutes, I can't believe this is the first time you're listening to it. Um, and lastly, Rob, um, you know, just at, between the two of us, uh, just really thinking of our friend Puddin. Yeah. Um, yeah it's... And to any of our friends and uh, fraternity brothers that made it this far, um, Drake and Rich, I know we're, we're we've we've had a lot of jokes about all of us nearing fifty tonight, but as we actually start to lose some of our friends, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's tough. I don't have any like words to say it, but it's um, it's we're getting old and. <laughs> I guess this is where we're headed. Um, but it, it, it doesn't get any easier. doesn't seem like these days. And this so. is the time of the year when you, uh, you know, it's good to kind of reflect on that stuff. So for sure Sorry to hear that and hope, yeah. hope uh, the best for everybody. Yep. And um, we love you guys. Thank you. Everybody that's been listening to us all year. Can't believe we've made it through our first, you know, somewhat first, you know, Sunbelt year, first calendar Sunbelt year. Uh, Lots of great stuff to look forward to in the spring. I, I, Rob, I feel like both basketball teams are well you know, poised to do well to do poised that. for yeah. some some really exciting February March action, and uh, definitely looking forward to all of the spring sports kicking off. Um, not least of all, softball. And, and and on that note, I would say I none of us uh, brought it up, but Rob, I did. I put LB on my. Favorite athletes. athletes. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's just as tough. Again, you know, we're not not trying to bring everybody down here at the end of the night. It just uh, it's hard not to reflect and think about it. Um, what would the counting crows say, Dream? It's a, one more day up in the canyons. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me involved with the Kenny Cruz. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You want to end the night with me disparaging Steve Hyden, who I otherwise, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, it's another, another year under the belt and they're hard to come by and, uh, yeah. you know, hope, hope we can do this again next year. I hope we do it for as long as we possibly can. Maybe someday we'll do it in person in somebody's like, you know, Island home. 
or something. Or, or somebody's new mountain home, perhaps? Yeah, that, that, oh. I, didn't want to, I didn't want to throw that out there, but yes, yes. <laughs> so we'll all be a little closer to JMU at some yes. point. Um, yeah. All kids are welcome to come skiing. Yeah. So anyways, love you guys. Thank you so much, Priz and Drake. Really, yep. really great Thanks, to talk guys. to you guys. Yeah, always great. Yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Happy holidays, everybody. Go Dukes.